and we are live now. Live, All right, recorded earlier <laughs> at some place you don't know. Yeah. All right. So we're back with we're top back ten talks here and uh, talking baseball movies. And baseball. I may have missed out on the probably probably one of the best movies. Yeah, we were just talking about this. Sixty one, um, man. Sixty one. Um, I know Joey watched it, uh, and he hopefully he'll show up in a little bit. But I know Joey watched it and said that it was a fantastic movie, so he agreed with both Sean and I. And the best way to describe this movie is that this is a movie done really well by a baseball fan. Yeah, it, it, like you were saying, it's not out for the money; it's out for to tell the story of yeah. 1961. When Roger Maris breaks favorite's home run record. Yeah, so um yeah, I missed out on this fucking on this movie. Yeah. I shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. It was phenomenal. Um shit. It it it, it this one clearly it, this one's going to break the top three. Yeah, it, it this will fuck up the 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 whole lineup. The whole lineup. Like, <laughs> but, good, because there's a movie in the top three that I don't agree with anymore. Yeah. Which movie is that? Bull Durham. Really? Why the hell is Bull Durham number two? Adam, at the, at the Adam, top. Well, Adam's got a hard on for, for Bull Durham. Honestly, he, he, like, I, I'm having a, I'm having a hard, there's like Bull Durham... And forty two and maybe the bench warmers. I'm wondering, like, these are very bottom three feeling movies to me now. Well, I mean the bench warmers was always gonna be a bottom three. Like there's But it at least at least the bench warmers knows what it's doing. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, I mean forty not now uh, remember uh, uh, most of uh, us hadn't seen forty two, so you know, when we watched, when we all watched 42, we all kind of like, wow, this movie did not deserve number five. Yeah. And it was debatable whether yeah. or not it even deserved the top ten. But, but Benchwarmers, I mean, it, it definitely deserves to be on the list because, I mean, as yeah. far as... It's watchable. One, Kids one, are going to watch it. Yeah. Huge one, audience. It tells a great story. But it's, It shows good baseball. But it, it is meant to be that kind of movie to where you don't take it serious. Yes. You know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Best part of the whole movie. In purple crayon. Uh, it's green crayon. So. Crayon. Well, and it's just, so it, it highlights all those things about baseball that nobody ever really talks about, like being bored out of your skull in freaking right field. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, um, because, 80% of everyone who plays baseball is right-handed, so they hit to left field, not right field. Yeah. So and, it always, and it always cuts towards the line, yep. so you've always got to run through the ball to catch it because it's yeah. always going to cut away from you. So, I mean, that's why bench warmers is so great because it, it highlights all those little nuances in baseball that nobody ever talks about. Yeah. Like being bored out of your skull, sitting there, Looking at anything but what's actually happening. <laughs> yeah. Butterflies. Yeah, man. But I mean, Beatles. Not, not only that, but it it makes you laugh as well with 
all and, the stuff that they do. And then it just has an overall positive message about how baseball's going. Yeah. And that's why, again, it makes the top 10. It doesn't, you know, it's not going to make, it, it's not going to be number one. It's yeah. not going to be top five. But that's why it was always, even on my list, it was always in the bottom couple. Right, right, right. But you think that 61 deserves to be in the top three. So what happens to a league of their own? What happens to Bull it's, Durham? Because Moneyball, Moneyball clearly deserves to be up there. Yeah, but I mean, sixty-one is I, so close to taking over the Moneyball. Like so, right now it, it right now it stands Moneyball sixty-one, a league of their own, in my book. Mm, I don't know. Uh, in my book, it stands Moneyball well, sixty-one for love of the game. Mm. So it it's debatable, and this is I mean, because I mean, me myself, I don't think Bull Durham should be in the top three. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it should be either. Well, again, that you know, when we set, I think when I think, we set this watch list, there were three movies that none of us had seen, two of which weren't even on the list. Yeah, <laughs> the original watch list. Yeah. yeah, and two of them are so freaking good that. Fucks up the top five order easily. Yeah. The natural and 61 screw everything up. Yeah. It, it, it really does. It's beautiful. It is. I, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> so it's one of those things like, you know, I watched 61 right after our last, um, our last podcast. Yeah. I watched it that night because it's on HBO Max. Good old Hobo Max. Hobo Max. Um, and I, I texted everybody that night. I'm like, this movie is going to fuck up everything. Yeah, but it didn't. Just go, like the natural. It didn't go through. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, whatever. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that where Joey lives and the fact that he got spotty connection and he's the one that's initiated the chat. Oh. Hey, man, if you're going to live in the sticks. Right. Well, stick and that's, problems. that's why I'm trying to get him to move over to Hangouts. Right, because you can. It's it's off of the it's off your Wi-Fi. So right, right, right. It's over internet. Yeah, but most, most most of the phones nowadays you can do like Wi-Fi calling and texting anyways, uh, just off your phone. Well, you, you can, but the thing is, is it's still going to default to a cellular connection. So anytime, so as you get and lose cellular connection, every time you have even the minutest of bar, is going to try and use cellular first, and it's always going to fail. And his text, the text messages only stay on the tower for so long before they're cleared from the cache. So that's why he's not getting a ton of the messages. Good old bandwidth problems. <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to convince me, like, dude, you just need to go to Hangouts. Or something like it, yeah. But anyways, we're getting off topic here. Yeah, so... So where did we leave? So we left off on... So we're supposed, we left off on... We're supposed to be doing the... The natural and the top two movies. No, no, no. Now, the nat- we've already talked about the natural. The natural is certainly top five easily. Yeah, we it's we'd, easily I, top five. I would I would even go so far to say Moneyball sixty one the natural. So okay, what are we measuring here? <laughs> That's exactly because sixty one is obviously super interpersonal. It's not just historical, but it tells you 
the personalities that clash, the interests that are a clash between ownership and players and the, Major League the, Baseball and the players. Uh, the the conflict with the media and the fans. Yeah. Like there's the all of these things. The conflict between him and his wife and not living in the same town and just... And then the movie starts out with the footage of Mark McGuire breaking Roger Maris's record. Hell yeah, brother. So it actually, so it even starts out with the bat. The media, the, um, the conference, or well, what, the, what, uh, what it starts out with is... Him breaking the record. Like No, what, what it starts out with is, is Roger Maris's family. And Oh yeah, they're in the... They're they're in the house. And his youngest son brings out the brings bat out from the bat. from the Hall of Fame. And then she starts to remember back to when Roger Maris was playing, and, and it goes from to there. to 1961. But they see at times when they go into the future, you know, because this is supposed to be set back in was it in 98 or 99 when something like remember. that. Back when Maguire breaks yeah. the record for the first so, time. So when they go back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> Marty! <laughs> no angels in the office. Um, so. Marty, we gotta uh, go in. Mm. Greasy drunk driver. Greasy drunk driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they keep keep slicing in when they go into the back to the present time. The footage of Maguire breaking the record, the yeah. bat that you know, well, they, that he that Maris used to break the record. They they don't show him actually. They they show the game throughout the movie of, with Mark Maguire, but it, it's not until the end of the movie that they actually show him breaking the, the record. Yeah, so, well, and then the press conference afterwards, where he's talking about how he met with the Maris kids because she ended up in the hospital from. You know, stress, um, just the stress of the day. She ended up going to the hospital. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is easily top two. Like, easily. All the things that you point out through the other podcasts about the style of play, them filming the play of baseball. So it's not just about Roger Maris. Because in 1961, it wasn't just Roger Maris. It was. Um, Whitey Ford, it was no, but it it's, uh, cent, it's centering around Roger Mi- Maris and Mickey Mantle. and Mickey Mantle both going after Babe Ruth's record, mm. and Thomas Jan plays a great Mickey Mantle. Yeah, but the, the it, it also and the only thing that it, keeps it also, Thomas Jan from breaking the record or Mickey Mantle from breaking the record is a freaking staff infection. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a bad infection, but and they show it like yeah, they they ooh. show it. It, it's nasty, but it, I mean, it, it also has you know other great players, Whitey Ford, and, and just the, all the players back in '60s. Yeah, and and how they actually they all rallied around him, rallied around him, the camaraderie uh, of the team together, um, being on the road, um, Mantle and Maris living together in Brooklyn with. Um, I, I, I can't think of the catcher's name. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember the catcher's name either. But like all of the the ba- the the shooting of the actual baseball play, the, the playing of the baseball, is not just solely focused on them hitting home runs. It's their actual play. Yeah. 
yeah the them in the outfield and them working together and you know everything else fans throwing chairs at roger maris because they didn't want oh, to break jesus like, yeah roger maris is trying to ignore him towards the end of the movie and one of the fans is like you fucking ignore me fuck you and he grabs a chair and throws it at roger maris from the 200 level yeah now mind you these aren't like bolt down seats in 61 these are folding chairs yeah, metal metal folding, folding chairs. chairs and he fucking picked up a chair and threw it at them I'm like holy shit yeah <laughs> and then uh, the um the umpires wanted to take Roger Maris out of the game and the manager's like uh yeah no I don't think so well he said leave it up to leave it up to him you know he's the one that's got to deal with this and yeah Maris is like no you're not taking me out of the game yeah like it's yeah I I'm We could have debated 61 and Moneyball over which one was better. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like right now, I would Moneyball, 61, the natural. Could eat. Well, there is an argument to be made for those being the top three. Yeah, I I, I would have to agree with that. I I mean, and and between the three of them, it is such a tight race. For the number one spot. Between, well, between the three. I think 61 and Moneyball are better movies because of when they were filmed. Yes. So the cinematography is much better in those movies. But, versus right, the they get to learn from everybody else's mistakes. Yeah, yeah. but but, but the, the, I mean, the, the, the acting... Story, the storyline and the acting and everything in The Natural, I mean, top shoot, top. shoots it right up to the top, you know. Yeah, and the fact that it's not—it's not a semi biopic. So this isn't talking about real events that ever happened, right? There are hints at real events, but no real characters. Probably because they didn't want to pay the licensing to the MLB. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So instead of doing that, they you know change characters' names, but keep the personas the same. And, and I mean, it, it's got, the, the natural's got, you know, top-notch A-list actors and actresses in there. I mean, it really does. Yeah. The writing's good. The um... it, If they were to redo it and not change anything and have those same actors and actresses with today's technology, with ta- today's technology it would be it, it, you'd well, you would still have the same dilemma. It's still going to be a one-two-three race, and it's so freaking close that. So I mean, think about that. Like when when did the the natural come out? Nineteen eighty or eighty four or something. Eighty two. Eighty two in the in the early 80s. <clears throat> and to think that this you know this movie is forty years old. And still being talked in the same breath as the Moneyball, which is 20 years old, and 61, which is, you know, four years old or something like that, four or five years old. Yeah. Like, that's the quality of the movies that are, that we're talking about. And they're so close that you could interchange any of them, and I don't think anybody would really have that big of a deal with them. No. No. I mean, I myself would say, the hell with two and three. Have a three-way, three-way tie. tie. Oh. 
You you don't like three way tie? No. What the hell you just did with that microphone? It was awful. You're saying, okay. hey, it's my microphone. I'll do what I want. Yeah, man. Do but, I do what I want? But I, I I'm just tired of turning my head slightly to, to talk into the microphone. So. But I I myself say make it a three way tie for for top spot and well X so, out two and three and just move on from there. Yeah, one A, one B, one C. Yeah. It's. I mean, I mean, it's over, that type of it's that type of a race. So really, I really what this show should be about is reordering because <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're down to you don't like Bull Durham at all. No, I think I think what what Bull Durham does good for love of the game does better. Yeah. Okay. The reason I like Bull Durham so much is because, again, it's about this guy chasing that last little bit of his dream. And but why am I? Why the love why, of the game does the exact same thing? Yeah. Just yeah, in a just in a slightly <laughs> just in a slightly different way. Yeah, like like I feel I feel like well the other I feel like Bull Durham is kind of like a trashy little brother version of for love of the game. Well, but that's the whole point. It's about the he's playing for the Durham Bulls. He's playing in minor league ball. It's supposed to be trashy and fucking playing with you know brown baseballs instead of nice shiny white ones. I don't know. I feel I feel like we're basically putting the same movie on the list twice. To be to be perfectly honest How? with you. How? For Love of the Game and Bull Durham are so close in in structure, in story type, in their main character, really, like, the, like, there's, there's, there's so many things about the two films that are too close that I just, I, why, why have it on the list twice? Why have the same movie on the list twice when one of them is clearly more watchable? Is, is, is done? Is I mean, the baseball in both of them is is fine. You know, like, but I just feel like For Love of the Game really gets it. Like, For Love of the Game gets the interaction between the players. It gets it gets the relationship between the pitcher and the catcher. It does all the things that For Love of the Game, or that Bull Durham does. It just, it does them with more at risk. Like, they're in the majors. Like, there's there's more to lose in For Love of the Game. The stakes are a little higher. Okay, so... You know the the, you, the relationship is even more strained. So, There's more stress on on the romantic relationship in that movie. There's more depth in the romantic relationship. Like he's he's got a, a an interesting relationship with her daughter, and like like they're both. Well, even at I, the, I don't know. Even There's, at the end of the movie, it shows that you know her daughter has still got a connection with him. He, yeah, you know, I mean, it, I, I can understand that, but. Here's the question I have for you, Christopher. Yeah. Last week you said that you had to rewatch um, for the love of the game. For love of the game. Yes. Now, in between then and now, you watch rewatched for love of the game and Bull Durham. I had I had to rewatch Bull Durham because okay. when I watched for love of the oh, game, I was like, oh, okay. these are too similar. Oh, right. Okay. Now, how many times? Between last week and this week, have you rewatched Boulder? Uh, once. 
how many times between last week and this week have you watched For Love of the Game? Rewatched twice. So you watched For Love of the Game twice? In three the times. <laughs> so you watched For Love of the Game three times in seven days? Yes. Yeah, we come down to that thing that I pointed out. I got got really obsessed with why these two movies were so similar or why I felt like they were similar. So I had to to rewatch them kind of back to back. Okay. And then I was just like, yeah, man, I I don't... Because I I rented it, so I had them for 48 hours. Why didn't you rent it when it's on Voodoo? Because I can't get into the Voodoo. Why didn't you say something? (laughs) I was just I was just watching them on my own time. Didn't I just? <laughs> well, you could do that on the Voodoo account. Yeah, I know, I know, but I it because both of them are on there. Yeah, I don't I don't have the password to it anymore. It hasn't changed. I don't I don't remember what I uh, never I never bothered to memorize it. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you for it. Okay, but yeah. Or, or should I just tell you now so it's recorded? So right. So, <laughs> so that everybody else can fucking well, hack yeah. into your account? So yeah, that sounds great. all five people that are listening to us. <laughs> you don't know, man. Free <clears throat> movies is free movies. Well, I got I 700 of them. There. <laughs> <laughs> we well, when, you, when you spend three years out on the Yeah, road, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think Bull Durham just... It doesn't have the watchability factor that we love the game. Has. No, it, it like it's it's yeah, it's it's just it's a rated R version of for love of the game, really. And like, there's just there's so much more. I don't know if I'd even say it's rated R. It is. <laughs> I, I think it's more. It is for sure. It is. Eh. Now, now, nowadays standards. No, it, it's more. No, like, it's, it's, for it's sure. rated R because of the of the cursing. The cursing, the nudity, the sexual content. Yeah, yeah. They don't really show too awful much. PG, they show. They, they show PG, enough. They PG, show enough. For... PG thirteen, maybe. <laughs> what was the name you wanted to call me? Pokey. <laughs> <laughs> Got three minutes. That's enough time. <laughs> yeah, I just. Yeah, I don't. But yeah, I mean, I I agree with Christopher that it. For love of the game is for love of the game should replace Bull Durham in at whatever spot. But for love, we have to we have to look at the like I said. <clears throat> I think the show is just going to be about redoing the order. I don't. Cause there's not but, much. But, there's not much to talk about that we but, haven't uh, already talked uh, about about sixty one. Uh, you know, so, we're talking I'm, about sixty one. We've talked about Moneyball. We've talked about all the the top three movies. On the uh, previous uh, list, and now you know we just spent the last half hour talking about. It. <clears throat> but with with sixty one going in, yeah, the babe's got to drop off. No, not if we're taking Bull Durham off. Yeah, exactly. Are you wanting to take Bull Durham off? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for love, of the, yeah, for anybody out there. Bull Durham is a better move. Bull Bull Durham's babe, Bull Durham's a yeah that is. That is kind of a predicament, isn't it? Yeah. Because, I mean, I myself think that, if nothing else, Bull Durham does make it in the top ten. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, but that, that's just my feeling on it. Because um, that's, that's what I was sort of thinking as well, but 
I mean, if nothing else, put it at the bottom of the list. Knock Babe out, put it at the bottom of the list. Because Bull Durham is definitely has a better watchability factor than the Babe. For sure. I I have seen Bull Durham more times than I've seen um, the Babe. Yeah. Even, even back when I would watch the Babe on a regular basis, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I still watched Bull Durham. Yeah. Like it, to me, it was just a better overall movie than the Babe. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying about it's basically the same story, just better done. But that's why we give it a higher position. Yeah. I mean... It, it's a, it, it's going to be the same story. There's going to be similar themes in most of these movies, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, because... No, I mean, like... End of your career... I mean, like, <clears throat> I mean, like similar... They're, they're more similar in writing. They're more similar in the, the plot of things that actually happen. You know, the, 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 you know, the, the conflict within the romantic relationship, I think is just like the, the B stories are, are really similar. They're not similar necessarily in the conflict that happens within those relationships. Cause I think they put more into the conflict in for love of the game. And I think that makes the, the B story way better. Well, the difference, for love of the, the game. different twist in Bull Durham is that his romantic interest with her is never fulfilled until the end of the movie. Like the last scene. Yeah. yeah. But it, are you talking for love of the game or no, 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 Bull Durham. but it's, it, it's kind of done the same way in for love of the game though, because he doesn't rip, he doesn't really, he, he, but he acknowledge ends, it. He ends up having a more substantial re- relationship in For Love of the Game with the, <clears throat> the love interest than he does in Bull Durham. Yeah, like the B story is like an A minus story. Yeah. You know, like it's. it's... In, in For Love of the Game, it is almost, that subplot is almost as important as the main plot of the movie. Yeah, because of his decision at the end. Because ultimately, it's it's and also the, it's that relationship that he's he says no, like I'm ready to put the same kind of energy into that relationship over baseball. The main characters come to the same conclusion at the end of the story. Well, yeah, which is you know, and I mean, if was, baseball was good to me, now I want to focus on. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so I just. Mm. I don't know. It. I I, I just think that Bulldorm had that takes if, that same storyline and puts a little bit of a twist on it by him not actually having a romantic relationship with her until the absolute very end of the movie. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Is it? Is it more worthwhile? in Bull Durham that he doesn't have that realization until the end rather than in For Love of the Game where it's like a continuous I think the payoff in the end of Bull Durham is better than the payoff in the end for For Love of the Game why? because in Bull Durham there's a better build up yeah in Bull Durham it it shows him 
trying to stay away from her. Um, you know, it, it's he, he's he's trying to keep his distance from her because he wants to pay more attention to the game because he's basically says in Boulder, this is my last shot. There's that scene where he's at the plate and he's like, and Andy, who's the same? Get the chick out of your head, man. Step out of the batter. Like, so he has to step out of the box so that he can focus. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I, I, I think that it's, it's that Ross and Rachel buildup. You know, it takes four seasons and friends for Ross and Rachel to finally get together. Really? We're going there. Well, why not? You're the one watching Friends, aren't you? No, I am watching Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, same thing. Jesus. No, not Jesus. It has nothing to do with it. Dude. <laughs> the dude? Fucking the trashy. Jesus. Well, yeah. Big Bang Theory. Trashy but, sitcoms, man. God, I hate sitcoms. <laughs> I really do. I hate the way they're shot. I hate the way they're acted. Yeah, but Big Bang Four or five cameras. Funny. I'm just like, it drives me nuts. Well, <laughs> the, yeah. point, the point is, but, is that in Bulldurham, there's that buildup, and then you finally get it at the very end of the movie. And for Love of the Game, it's not really a buildup. It's, it's on again, off it's again. It's on again, off again, but it's always there. So it's Ross and Rachel after they get together. Versus Bull Durham, it's up to the point of them getting together. So it does a better job of building up that suspense and relationship of are they actually going to get together. Yeah. Versus, you know, for love of the game, you know, in the end, as, towards the end, like when she gives up her seat on the plane, you know right then. If you hadn't already guessed, you knew right then that she was going to get back together. Right. But Bull Durham being knocked for the down again, the natural and sixty-one screw up the lineup so much that the Okay, so who so who takes one? Is it Moneyball or is it sixty one? That that's why Sean's saying that it should just be a three way tie. Yeah, because all three of these movies well, are so damn good. They they are so well done. You, you can you, got, put, you can make an argument for any, any of them to be number one. Yeah, I mean, you, you, they're co co in, in all three movies. You've got you don't think that the natural should have a number three spot, a two way tie for one, and then natural's number three. No, I mean. No. It, well, I, can, I, that I argument that argument can be made only because of cinematography. In, in Moneyball in '61. Yeah, it's much better. Yeah, but for the love of the game, is I think is better than Natural too. Well, okay. So what happens to League of Their Own? League of Their Own still top five. Where it lands in top five, whether it's four or five, I don't know. You see, this is, we eight men out. And League of Their Own, I see is like a five six. Yeah. yeah. I I will concede to the natural being above a League of Their Own, or sorry, above for Love of the Game. I, I will concede to the natural. So you're saying for Love of the Game number four? Yeah. Okay, so that makes League of Their Own number five. Five. Eight Men Out number six. And then. What, the Sandlot, number seven? Do we have another movie in there? I, I, you have the list, so I don't know what we eventually read on. So, 
originally. So we had the bay that... Ten. Ten. And we had... Well, Bull Durham moves down. Yeah. Right. Bull Durham moves down to seven, which then makes Sandlot eight. The bench warmers nine. nine. And the bay ten. And then the natural is number three and Moneyball are six to one. Take your pick, one and two. Like they're so freaking close. Yeah, so so freaking interchangeable. Woo. Okay. We need a counterweight over there. Right. <laughs> Hold on a second. Person bones up there. That should be enough. I really like those red bones. The problem with red bones on my own. Technical difficulties there, folks. <laughs> yeah, table tipped over. Okay, so what did we decide was the bottom five? We just talked about. No, be be last week. Oh, I know. Chris has the list from. Yeah, hold on a second. I gotta go inside. I gotta grab my phone. Grab your phone. It's not. I thought we wrote it down on the paper. Uh, no. No. Those are, you those asked are Sean. Old, those, for, are, those are the list before last episode. No, last episode you asked Sean for a pen, and he's like, "I want that pen back." I know. I would you do? Write it on your phone. He did. I did. <laughs> I took your advice and I wrote it down in a freaking notepad document. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, for giving me technology. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it is between the top four. Any of them can be number one. I mean, well, yeah, and that's I mean that's the great thing about doing stuff like this is you can always make arguments for these things. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, eight men out clearly does not deserve a top five. It does. I, I think eight men out and a league of their own can be interchangeable it, as well. I, I still think that a league of their own gets a slight edge because of. Not only the historical significance, but they show baseball better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ju- just. Uh, uh, I mean, not not to say that eight men out wasn't a historically significant event in baseball, but the way they show baseball in a league of their own versus the way they show baseball in eight men out is much better. Yeah, because in eight men out, it was more about the aftermath of the cheating. Well, not, well the cheating. And- it, it, it was the whole um, backroom talk yeah. and everything else. That, them everything leading up to leading up to the scandal. Yeah. Versus a league of their own, which is about Most, the struggles that the women went through trying to learn to play baseball, and then the, you know just a, a lot more baseball play in a yeah. league of their own. So that's why I think. Um, a league of their own edges out eight minutes. Okay. Uh, I, I'll agree to Okay, so last time we were here, it was... Can you m- read your writing on your phone? I, <laughs> I didn't learn how to read, but I'll give it a try. <laughs> Every time I answer my phone, I lose part of my... Pan... Panca... Panku... Pan clocks? Pan clocks. I'll have the pan clocks. So, number one, <laughs> money ball. Number okay, five. <laughs> number two, Bull Durham. Or this is last week's. Uh, number three, A League of Their Own. Number four, The Natural. 
Number five, eight men out. Number six, field of dreams, technically. But but we, we said that next. it would it would be swapped out for an honorable mention, which yeah. we believed was going to be um, for, for love, love of the game. game. So which is interesting because number so number six, which actually God <laughs> is field of dreams better than the babe. But we can't have three cost numbers. That's why I'm saying we take Boulder. <laughs> because for love of the game is kind of a better you, version of Bull Durham. You don't like Field of Dreams because you don't think it's actually a baseball movie. Right, it's a schizophrenia movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they really... It's, it, it doesn't have to be schizophrenic. You can have a tumor. <laughs> it's, it's a tapeworm. A <laughs> this isn't House. It's not a tapeworm. Oh, but, but Field of Dreams doesn't really have all that much baseball play in it. And that's Chris's big point yeah. about it, is that there's not enough baseball in Field of Dreams to technically qualify as a baseball movie. No, it, it's more of a... It's more of a redemption. Story. Okay, okay. So it, it's more of a schizophrenic movie. <laughs> it's a tumor. So we'll, so <laughs> it's a tumor. So Field of Dreams was technically at six. It's probably for for love of the game now somewhere in there. A League of Their Own for love of the game is in that five six area. Uh, no, for for love of the game is top. I, I thought we put for love of the game like right. At, so at four. Four. so we we are thinking Moneyball sixty one, one and two. Yep. Interchangeable. Take them or leave them. Either, either or. Either or. The natural. The natural at number three. Yeah. Then number for four. Love it, of the game. For love of the game. Number five, a league of their own. Yeah. yeah. And a league of their own over eight men out because it shows better baseball, baseball than eight men. They play ba- Watching the baseball in a league of their own is has than- the same um, has the same cinema quality. Uh, you, you're following the action. Yeah. You're not following a person per person. se. Well, because in eight minutes, it's just the pitcher, and and it it's mainly the pitcher because the pitcher is the one that's really screwing everything up. In there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, Every you, everything starts and stops with yeah the pitching basically. But I mean the, the baseball <laughs> that they shoot in eight men out is still really good. Is still top quality. But yeah. For love, for but but a league of a league of their own, it's more fun to watch. I think. Well, yeah, that's only because No, it's because Tom Hanks does the. If you're still missing the cutoff next season, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, it's it. I think. I think one of these like family movies deserves to be in the top five. Oh yeah, yeah, for definitely. And I think A League of Their Own just does all of the things that like the Sandlot and Benchwarmers do. It just does it. It just does it better. It does it better, and it's it's cleaner. You, it's easier to watch than the Benchwarmers, and it's. The baseball that's done is similar to the baseball that's done in the Sandlot. And then you add the historical significance on top of it. Yeah. Because that's, uh, Stephanie said, she's like, I got into playing baseball because of the League of Their Own. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many softball players play have the exact same experience yeah. as that? 
So probably a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, for little girls, I mean, how many sports films are out there for little girls? Not many. And this is clearly a, a sports movie for little girls. I don't know, Joe. We are movies? asking the wrong how, person how, about how sports many, right now. She bets off all. How, how many sports movies are there wait, out there for wait. little girls? Um, wait, you played softball? Yeah. I for how long? Until high school. Holy shit, dude. Why aren't you over? We have a mic. Come on, man. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, there's, a, it, there's not a lot, is there? Like, not I mean, any at all? From when I was a child up until about high school age, I don't remember. There, there may be now, but... I can't think not, of any other than A League of Their Own. Other than A League of Their Own, which was one of my favorite movies. Necessary Roughness? Necessary Roughness was also one of oh. my favorite movies. <laughs> like, it's got the, welcome to football. It, welcome to football. <laughs> <laughs> necessary Roughness, yes, that was also one of my favorite movies. Yeah, um, Necessary yeah. Roughness had a female kicker. Yeah, it was Kathy... Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland. Yeah. Soccer player. So hard. Want to touch the honey. But but what was really cool about that is a lot of girls, you know, started playing football after necessary roughness. Because they, they saw that a female was out there doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, that, and so that's the thing. That's why I think uh, League of Their Own makes top, top five. Yeah. yeah. Because it did for little girls. What it, and it wasn't uh, just soccer. Baseball, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just it, it did for little girls. It, it showed them that they could play sports and be competitive just like the boys. And it's entertaining. And, you know, it yeah. shows great baseball. But, so that's why it makes the top five. Good cast, good writing. Yeah, excellent cast. Uh, I mean, you, you got, you know, Tom Hanks doing what there's Tom no, Hanks does. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> I mean, he it it's historical it's funny it's, yeah it's got great baseball i mean it, it definitely is in the top five yeah which is again those are those little things are why it edges out eight minutes yeah okay so then we had 42 at number seven and we bounced 42 because <clears throat> the bench warmers at eight the sandlot at nine and then the baby so, is the Babe a better story than Forty Two? No. I, I I'm sorry, <laughs> me personally, I don't care for the Babe. I mean, it, it does not make my top ten. I care for John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, John Goodman, excellent actor. Love him. You know, I love John Goodman whenever he plays the creepy guy, like any of the movies where he plays Bruce or, Almighty. or, or, or when Bruce he's Almighty. A, when he's a heel in, in anything. In anything. What's, yeah. what's he's the... Good. What's that? Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, Cloverfield Lane. Oh, that's I, right. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. I, that one, like, where he's... I you don't really You don't really know if John Goodman's the bad guy or if he's actually trying to save him. And even at the end of the movie, you still don't... You still come out of it going, wait, was, was he the bad guy? I, or, that I was... Well, oh, I mean, not, not only that, but, I mean, John Goodman's such a, a terrific actor. You know, he can do comedy as well. King Ralph. Well, yeah, King Ralph. <laughs> Bruce Almighty. 
he's he's one of these guys that has made his career. Of yeah, being, Trachenberg. Yeah, that's of, right. Of not being the star of a movie, but being so important to everything else in the movie that yeah. you yeah. couldn't imagine the movie without him. Yeah, that's. And I think 42 has the same problem where like you watch it because you watch it for an actor. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I like Chadwick Boseman. The, the, the guy is an amazing actor. Yeah. But I think he was hamstring throughout that. I, I, he might've, yeah, he he very well might've been, you know, I mean, but as a young black man to not be able to play. It's a cheap trick to not, to, to be in his position and to say no to the role. Yeah. Is actually really difficult. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, because, because of, he, because he, of what Jackie Robinson meant to baseball, yeah. what meant to young black men playing professional sports. It, and then for you to say, I've read the script and this does not do justice to Jackie Robinson. I'm turning down the role. But like, how do you how do you actually have that conversation? Well, no, not only that, but I mean, when was 42 made? Uh, 2010, I think. It's like eight, ten years old. I like guess. Yeah. So I mean, he wasn't really all that. 2013. So 13. I said eight to ten. Yeah. He wasn't really all that well known back then. Sure, he was. Yeah, he was. No, he was known, but I mean, was he a household name? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, that, and that, and that's what but I mean. I I certainly knew who Be, he was because he, he didn't become a real big household name until the Black Panther movies, and then everybody knew. When did Black Panther come out? Hold on. Or the Avengers movies when Black Panther is two thousand eighteen. He's he's in. Um, hold on a second. Well, he's in a lot of things. Yeah, he was he was big in TV. Yeah, he and he was. Yeah, man, he was in a he was just in a ton of a ton of TV. So he didn't really become really well known until the Marvel roles. Yeah, the the Express. When he was, was his, when was his first Marvel? Role? That's that's really my question because his oh, first okay. Marvel role is. He shows up in, in Captain America, Cap- 2016. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, he wasn't until the Marvel roles. He wasn't really. So he does. So really, he does 42. Does that press junket with all with that movie, and then goes right into making Captain America. Mm-mm, no, it goes right into making Get On Up. He was James Brown, sir. Oh, damn. But. I mean, and then and then, the gods of Egypt comes out, six two thousand sixteen, same year he does, Captain Captain America Civil War. So that so I, he so he landed, he landed Marvel that Marvel role probably in 2015, 2014, somewhere it, in there. It's like a year and a half, two years turnaround, from when they do principal shooting, to all the CG and everything. Cutting and editing, getting like, it out. Yeah, so, yeah. So in in like, like it, fourteen in like 2012, 2014, he gets forty two draft day, and he plays James Brown. Like those are his breakout roles. That's draft. that's he's when in, he's a. What character is he playing draft day? 
he plays he's he's the draft pick, isn't he? No. No, the draft pick is that stupid Von Vontae Mack. Holy mm. shit, he is Vontae Mack. He's the other draft pick. Oh my god, he is. Yeah. Really? He's not he's not the like number one pick that I'm going to serve for ski guy. No, 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 he, no, no, he's, he's the guy that they draft. Yeah, he's, um, uh, Terry Cruz's kid. No, no, no. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he, not Terry Cruz's kid, but he's, um, the guy that's taking care of his nephews because his sister died. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, like, those, those three movies are really when, yeah, like, like, that's when his career tips out of TV. And he into film, and then into. he gets yeah, and then he gets big. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, forty two. He wasn't super well known yet. Super. Yeah. Super. But well it's like certainly yet. one of his breakout roles. Forty two is going to come along, and he's just like bam, bam, bam. Like it's just going to be a dumb. But it's a it's a great move for his career. It's a. You were saying earlier, it's a for profit film. This is yeah. a very this is a very production heavy film. So that's again. So, again, he's not in a position to say no to this role. No, he really is. If he if he wants to get the Marvel role, he had to do this role. And honestly, the writing, I just don't know why. I don't know why they stuck to that rookie season. I just, yeah, it just I, doesn't make know, sense. Because I, I, I it's not like at the end. Because the way the movie portrays it, at the end of his rookie season, everything's all hunky dory, and he never had to face adversity again. Bullshit. I I agree with Adam. In the fact that, in a simplistic fashion, forty-two was made for profit, no, I, I, and sixty-one was made by a baseball. Fan. I agree with Adam, where Adam said that this the, the movie forty-two basically hamstrung. Oh yeah, I, I mean it cut him off at the knees because you know he, as you pointed out was in no position to get it up. Yeah. You, you can't walk away from that role. You know. As a young black man trying to make it in, in film, how are you going to walk away from the role? Yeah, so I mean, in that, in that, so he gets, he gets draft day, he gets get on up, and 42, basically all within, it's hard to, it's hard to say exactly which role he may have gotten first, but you can probably guess that the producers and casting directors and, and people within town are finding him at the exact same time. Yeah. yeah. So for him to say no to any one of those roles, it's, it's, it's unheard of. You don't go out for those roles unless you're going to say yes anyways. Yeah. And they're not going to offer them to you without an audition unless they have, unless you're on the short list. Yeah. So but- like, but the amazing thing is, is with, and this is where Chadwick Boseman earns my respect. He did all of this while trying to fight cancer. Nuts. I don't think I, I don't think back in thirteen he was diagnosed with cancer. Yet. I don't think he gets his first diagnosis for cancer until like twenty sixteen. But when when did Black Panther come out? Was that twenty sixteen? Mm-hmm. So that's while he was filming Black Panther, he was going through fighting his cancer. Yeah, you know, I mean, he did exactly what um, and nobody knew. Patrick Swayze did. 
he worked right up doing doing the, the job that he loved. He did it all the way up till the day that he died. Patrick Swayze did the same thing. I think Patrick Swayze was like a week, maybe two weeks before he actually died. Yeah, but he, he but no mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman was di- was diagnosed with stage three cancer in 2016. That means his body was probably fighting cancer for years, however, years. half a decade, a whole decade. But who knows? Yeah. So I mean, he was well, he was, was making, the same thing. Patrick Swayze didn't get a cancer diagnosis until he was stage three. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you've got to imagine mm-hmm. he's battling cancer throughout. Throughout all of these movies, anyhow. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe not with medicine, but his body's trying to fight. Yeah, and he's still working through it. You know, and he's still doing three movies a year. Yeah, like holy crap. I mean, but yeah, the, I, this got, podcast isn't about Chadwick Boseman. What an amazing person he was. Right, right, right. <laughs> 40, 40, 42, It shouldn't. It shouldn't be in the seventh spot. No, honestly. Um, I think the Sandlot should be in the seventh spot. Okay, so are we saying forty two is better than the Benchformers then? Mm, no, because the argument was that the Sandlot and Benchwarmers were pretty close to being interchangeable. No, I, I think it should be Sandlot, Benchwarmers, then forty two, and then the Babe. If we could find another movie to replace <laughs> the Babe, I would be bored and happy with it. Bull Durham, yeah, but then I think Bull Durham's definitely better than forty two. Yeah. Okay, then put forty two at ten, Bull Durham at nine, uh, Benchwarmers at eight. You're telling me that Bull Durham is a worse movie than the Benchwarmers? Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. Is Bull Durham better than the Sandlot? No. <laughs> Nope. No. Nope. So it's better than Benchwarmers, but not as good as the Sandlot. So that that now takes away the premise that the Benchwarmers and Sandlot are so close. But I, that was that was the I, argument. Was I, I, I might, Sandlot and Benchwarmers were very close, but had to give the nod to the Sandlot. I myself would have to better. say no. We no we we gave a nod to the Benchwarmers. I would have to say well, that the bench the go ahead to, to the sound. I, I would have to say the bench warmers <clears throat> slightly edges out Bull Durham only because it's it, more watchable. It's it speaks to a wider audience. Yeah, it, it, it's more watchable. You you'll you'll watch the bench warmers if you have the two movies sitting there. You will watch the bench warmers before you will Bull Durham. I would I would agree with that that if you have the two movies, yeah the two Ooh. movies. Why don't you uh, put a lid on that, man? I'm trying to cool it down. It's too fucking hot oh. to drink. <laughs> if you have the two movies sitting there, and these are the only two movies you can watch, a hundred times, the Benchwarmers is going to be watched more than Boulder. Yeah. I think, so, and that's why. That's why I'm saying Benchwarmers is higher up on the list. Seven, eight for Sandlot and Benchwarmers. Nine for. Nine for. Bull Durham. And 10 for 42. Sean doesn't like the babe because it focuses too much about him and not about. But again, it's a period piece. So. 
It's a, it's a biopic, yeah. Bio, yeah, bio it, slash it, period piece. It, it focuses too much on the babe and his <laughs> life and everything else, which it's meant to do. <laughs> but it it doesn't okay, let's, it, let's it talk doesn't it doesn't That'll focus do. on do. baseball as much. So that's why if we're doing baseball movies. The babe falls out. The babe doesn't really do baseball. The babe does the babe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it shows a little bit of baseball. Shows him pitching a little bit. It shows him hitting home runs, and it shows him being a man whore. And that's, striking out. And that smoked, you know, 15 Cuban cigars a night. I thought it was 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, for what it was, the babe was on the mark, but for it to be, but for the, in the top ten baseball movies, because of the lack of overall baseball, yeah, it 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 falls short. Which is, I mean, I agree with that. Like when you think about going back and watching the movie, you think about it. Forty two does baseball way better than the babe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does, but it. It doesn't beat out Bull Durham, but Bull Durham doesn't beat out the Benchwarmers. Because, as I said, overall watchability. Overall. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna choose. Yeah, you're gonna choose the, the Benchwarmers. There, there's a little bit of comedy in Bull Durham. There's a ton of comedy in the Benchwarmers. Yeah. Is, that, that, is that once, Dr. Dre? No. Once it gets started in the Benchwarmers, there it doesn't is. stop. No. Like that, like, like just, that's the movie. Yeah. Once, once that machine gets going, it, you're which, there. You're which, there for an hour and twenty five minutes. You're right there. Yeah. Which well, I was gonna say, which happens in like the first four minutes in the movie. Terry Crews in his wig. Oh my god, dude, that wig is so funny, man. It's so great. Brick is fever. My <laughs> I know three squirrels that aren't going to be enjoying this game. But I mean. And that's why I have to give it to the bench warmers over Boulder. I am 12. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, so number 10. 42. 42. Number 9. Boulder. Number 9. Boulder. Number, nine. number 8 is bench the bench warmers. Number 7 is the sandlot. Number 6 is 8 men out. 8 men out. Number five for love of the game. Number number five is or, or um a league, of their own. a league of their own. Number four. Number four is for love of the game. Yeah. Three. The, the natural. The natural. And one and two. And tied for tied for first position yeah. is Moneyball and sixty one. So honorable mentions. What do you got? Not Angels in the Outfield. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't want to show up for two fucking shows. Angels in the Outfield never gets mentioned again. Um, honorable mention. I don't know. We we have to pick one of the ones. Mr. 3000. No. Mr. Baseball. I, I say... Who wants a mustache, right? <laughs> I say we each pick our own individual honorable mention. That's the whole point. So there will be three honorable mentions. You pick your personal. 
He picks his personal. I already picked mine. So. Mr. Baseball? Mr. Baseball. I'm going to have to go with uh, Mr. 3000. Bernie Mac. Um, man. Uh, actually, at the end, it was Mr. 299. <laughs> Mr. 299. <laughs> Mr. 2999. Oh, man. Also, I had Stella and her group and how they got back. Ooh. Hell yeah. <laughs> and an ice cream truck. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Bang yeah. the drum slowly? No. It is not bright of the Yankees. God no. God no. <laughs> God no. That fucking accent thing, like I can never not hear that now. <laughs> Thanks, for, Atlantic. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that for me. Um honestly, man, everybody wants some. I love that movie. But we decided that that was not even because there's nothing in it. It's just about him the first week of freaking college and how it's not no, really the, no, there no, there really is there really is a bond between the team, the team and him. Uh, okay, but and but in that movie, it shows the bonding of the team. But how much it baseball doesn't show baseball, and that's why the babe got knocked out is because it it it's. No, 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 no. You can't take my honorable mention from me. I, I can if it doesn't have anything to do with baseball. And You're that, saying that everybody wants some is not honorable enough to be mentioned? No. Just like Angels in the Outfit. <laughs> you sons of bitches. You sons of... You son of a bitch. Because... It, wait, wait, do you agree with this, Dad? Because... I've never... Uh, I've because barely... It, I've only seen it that one time, because so I, I can't say... Because it doesn't really have anything to do it, with baseball. It's like itself. saying Jason confuses a baseball movie. Or that it's a football movie. Damn. And that was that was our overall argument when it was brought up was that it does not it's more about him baseball. Yeah, it doesn't show any any baseball. Yeah. And that's why ultimately we're like I mean it can't be a baseball movie. It's not zero. It's not zero baseball. It's but five percent? If ten percent? Not double digits baseball. <laughs> with, <laughs> with with Tom Selleck hitting some guy upside the head with a rifle in Quigley Down Under, that's more baseball than that movie. <laughs> Dude, Quigley Down Under. I just rewatched that. It's such a good movie. It's great, man. And that rifle. <laughs> I mean, he, he swings that thing like a bat. <laughs> and, um, and Snape. Right? Yeah. Professor Snape is in this movie. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. It's Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta you gotta pick your honorable mention. Uh, we have the major league movies. No. Coked up Charlie Sheen at his best. No, no thanks. His dad did a better job at being all fucked up in uh Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Right. Come on, man. Well, he wasn't supposed to be fucked up. He just was fucked up. <laughs> like, he wasn't acting. Like, he wasn't playing a fucked up part. He just was. I don't know. So, what, his son uh, reprises the role in Platoon? <laughs> Dude, freaking Platoon. Great play. That's a great movie, too. Um, yeah, but it didn't have Alan Rickman. Damn it. What were, what were all of the honorable mentions? Cobb. No, I didn't. I didn't really. Um, rookie of the year, the rookie, 
Bang the drum slowly. The Rookie was actually a pretty, pretty good movie. <laughs> Did he say Funky Butt Lover? <laughs> oh, dude. What's the one with the monkey? No, 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 no. Uh, hard, hardball. Ed, hardball. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. hardball. Yeah. Million Dollar Arm? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Hardball's really good, though. Hardball is good. Million Dollar Arm is good. And the thing I like about Million Dollar Arm is it's based on a true story. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy that goes to India. India. To... Yeah. So, to re- it, to recruit yours. pitchers, it, 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 yeah, it. dude, hardball for hardball. sure. Yeah. I forgot all it, about it, that movie. It's man. the replacements of baseball. <laughs> I mean, it. Kinda... What about Bad News Bears? Like... <laughs> the mm. new one or the old one? The old one. Walter Matthau was a better. Yeah, I, I like Walter Matthau better Matthau. than I do Billy Bob Thornton. Let's Billy Bob Thornton. I didn't even like that movie. Uh, uh, you know, I'm at home. <laughs> Sounded like fucking Boomhauer. <laughs> it's Boomhauer as a coach. Farmer Vran all, all fucked up. Uh, Slinghauer. I just, there's, um, Ted, don't forget to wind your watch. Yeah, that was kind of, he kind of got into this, um, kind of trying to break out of, cause he got, he got stuck in like this, this rut. Yeah. The, the Bill and Ted rut and then the rom-com rut. And so he, he had to do something. It's just one of these movies that like, you can tell he's trying to get away from all that stuff. And he, uh. Yeah. Is Har- did Harbaugh come out before The Matrix? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it came out after. I think it came af- out after the first one. But one before second. the second one. Yeah, but I mean, if he's trying to break out of the rom-com, Harbaugh, you know, wasn't the way to do it because it, it was I, a I think comedy. he was just trying to, dis- he was taking anything that would distance him from Bill and Ted. Yeah. For sure. And then what'd you do? 30, 40 years later? He makes another Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, but it's like aged Bill and Ted. Like the Yeah, Hardball's 01. Yeah, and the Matrix. So that was, that, that was, that was something he did between Matrixes. Between one and two. Because the first Matrix was like 98. Um, 97 or 98? 99. Yeah, 99. Because he, yeah, yeah, man. 99, and then he gets the replacements. Great film. In 2000. Sweet November and Hardball both come out in 01. Have you ever seen Sweet November? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie. And then Matrix and 3 both come out in 03. Electric Boogaloo. And then... uh, That's one where they... they, Something's got to give. The the 939 Duke. So I remember being the only person in the theater screaming like, Not the Ducati! And he crashes that thing into the wall. Yeah, man. The what? The Ducati, the Ducati 939. He jumps it off of the the building and lets go of it and just goes 
boom, and just explodes right into the walls. And I was—I remember I was watching it with Bob. I'm like, oh, that's such a gorgeous bike. And he takes it, and he's like, wait, what's he going to do? And they purposely show him, like, releasing the bike as it flies right into the wall. Yeah. I'm like, and I scream in the theater, not the Ducati. Yeah, they have a, they, I told you that Everett Power Sports, they have a Ducati 848 down there. Ducati does. 6300 yeah. you said? Yeah, $6,300. That Ducati makes a gorgeous a, a bike. Gorgeous bike. It, it is. So I was talking to one guy, and I mean, he must have been 60, yeah. 70 years old. And he was saying that he had, he took a Ducati, I think it was a 996. And he took it for a test drive, and he took it down 526, which is the Boeing Freeway. Yeah. And he come off the Seaway Boulevard exit. I love that turn. And he was doing 90 miles an hour. That's when he just leaned the bike. He said he didn't hardly lean it at all. He he said that at 45 miles an hour on his Honda Goldwing, he was basically scraping ground at 45 around that corner. And at 90 miles an hour on the Ducati, he was nowhere close to scraping the ground. It's, it's like if you want um, you want a long haul bike, you buy a BMW. You can't you if you're going to be putting two three hundred thousand miles on a bike, you buy a BMW. Yeah, but the problem with the BMW is it's so expensive to fix them. Yeah, but you don't have to fix them for so. <laughs> Anyways, we're getting off topic again. <laughs> I ever tell you about the guy I met <clears throat> in California that was part of the Million Mile Club. On his Harley? On his BMW. Really? Was part of the Million Mile Club. Wow. Jesus. We'll talk think, like, think, like, think about that. Like, we'll, we'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the shaft it's the shaft drive versus chain drive for, for belt drive for bikes, which is why they're that, the last one. Again, after. <laughs> so now uh now that we basically set the list you're welcome america yeah yeah um we have the honorable mentions so now we can talk about um the next show yeah uh so what did we decide the we, topic we still we have it <laughs> i mean because i know we had a Top few ten. topics Top 10 celebrity deaths before the age of 35 uh, within the 20th or 21st century. Which I think maybe. Would, I think would be interesting. Top 10 bands. In, mo- most influential bands. Yeah. Influential by way, by means of what? They, Creating more bands? They've influenced. They've influenced other bands. Other bands. Yeah, other I, bands I would, mention them as being one of their major I would have to say, if we did that one, it would have to say be bands before 1980 that influenced bands now. I would have to say 90. Right, because 90, 90 or or two. You can't put a you can't put that that kind of limitation on it because there are a lot of bands now that give credit to bands like the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters didn't come out before 1980. 
This is 2021, man. Yeah, so, so like, we were talking 50 years ago. Yeah, but you you got bands like Black Sabbath, uh, Led Deep Zeppelin, Purple. Deep Purple, Thin Lizzy, uh, The Cure that are still influencing bands. Well, I understand that, but so that's what I'm saying. You can't put that kind of limitation on it because. So you want to make the cutoff market 1990 or 2000, like. The new millennia? The new millennia. Most influ most influential bands of the twentieth century. Okay. How are you not gonna just be picking everything that came out in like the first four decades of the twentieth century then? Really? How many bands are you gonna say, wow? I'm really I'm, I really am influenced by Tommy Dorsey. Yeah. Do you even know who Tommy Dorsey? No, is? no, but I'm I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> when we start doing the research yeah, for this, the, the older the band, the more influential it's inevitably it, going to okay, be. So, well, yeah, before so. the '50s, there wasn't really any bands. I mean, it was it, it was. Singer and the singer yeah. and the like yeah. that's a band. Come on, man. No, it's a singer that has a band. It's not a band. It's not a group. Yeah, um, remember the, the stipulation has to be three or more people, so it can't be Morris Day in the time because we all know now it was Morris Day and Prince. <laughs> it was Morris Day and Prince. <laughs> right, right. But and Prince only hired Morris Day because he was tired of doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Yes. So and and, and a lot of, a lot of the bands before the fifties were like orchestra type bands. They weren't actual Or they or they were just like singer songwriters. Yeah. You know, I mean Gladys Knight in the Fifties. Fifties, sixties. You know, the, the four tops? Sixties. Muddy Waters. I believe they were in the '60s as well. No, no, no. That's a that's a guitar player, singer songwriter. I mean, just during during that whole, tons of people were influenced by, you know, drummers and and yeah. guitar players and and singers and stuff like that. So it's like you really didn't have that. You really didn't have 40s. a band band until it, 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 after the '50s. Anyhow, is that what you're saying? Around the 50s, because it, it, I believe in the 50s, it, late 50s is when, like, the Beatles came out, you know, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Well, so, do we want to put the stipulation? Are we talking rock and roll? Just bands. I mean, <clears throat> what do you know about anything other what than What do you know about jazz? Yeah. That's what, So, do we need to put this, the rock and roll stipulation on it? Because that's... I know you, and I know what you're about. I know you. I know uh, what you're about. I know you. You, <laughs> you and your ways. Um, but that, that's if we even decide to do this topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I say rock and roll because rock and what we would not consider the Beatles rock and roll today. We would consider them pop. But when they came out, they were rock and roll. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's what rock and roll, rock and roll, kind of was, anyhow. Right, it was blues redefined. It was yeah. jazz redefined. Yeah, yeah. So, but so that's my question: Do we want to put the stipulation on there of being rock and roll? 
most influential rock and roll bands of the 20th century. That's that's much more specific, and I like it better than just most influential bands. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. Now, is that the subject that we talked about? <laughs> but what was the third one? Um, uh, yeah, so we had president. We, we decided not to do presidents because there was so much research that has to go into that. One. Not, not, and that's ultimately that it came down to just that. Like we would be three weeks to a month before we even had one discussion about it. Yeah. Um, it was and, and 48 not, presidents. And, and not only that, but we didn't really want to go into the political aspect this early in. Yeah. So celebrity deaths before 35, for age 35. For age of 35. I feel like we're going to have to have a, a time cut off for that as well, like a, a year or a decade or a, well, so the, the way modern, so, modern celebrity, like what do you define as a modern celebrity? Cause I feel like that would be more I, specific. I would, I, I would have to say that are still influencing people today. No. I, I like, have, like post television era celebrities or something like that. Yeah. Cause what, what the hell are we going to know about? any stage or well but you can't even say post television because think about charlie chapman marilyn monroe she's post television but well but but charlie chaplin the most famous person of his time wait did he die before he was 35 did he? no he died he died in like the 60s but but my point not that he died early but my point is you can have celebrity before TV, before there's just TV. a lot less of them. Yeah, I'm saying is he was so popular and you know whatever po- pre television. He didn't die before he was 35, but no, but but he did influence a lot of actors because people were actually people wanted him. People wanted to be the little scamp. Yeah. Tramp. Uh, yeah, 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 tramp. Tramp. I mean. Didn't they do like an SNL thing about with Charlie Chaplin? Oh, I'm sure SNL does everything. When um, they they were before Simpsons did it. When uh, Downey. Oh, when he played when he uh, played Chaplin. Chaplin, yeah. yeah, for the Chaplin movie. Is that when SNL did something? Like Probably. That? But, um, I I would have to put the cut off from. I'm just saying that we're not we're not going to be picking out too many people pre-television. Like it's just it's not going to happen. Also, I feel like the the volume of episodes for one topic is probably got to come down. Oh yeah. So the, the baseball one was just like. <laughs> yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I I would have to say thirty-five. In the 20th century as well. Because like you were saying, even though there's a few, there's not very many pre-television. So I just, like, I don't think we have to put that stipulation on it because none of us are going to be picking anybody pre-television. Jesus. Yo. He was only 33. I only give him an honorable mention. (laughs) (laughs) Go 
down there. And, um, and then... So I, I just, I don't believe that we have to put that stipulation on there only because I don't think anything's going to pop up for us. Well, for Jesus, it pops up all over the place. Look how many churches are out there. On toast and shit? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Solomon a Pop-Tart, I swear. <laughs> Look at this pumpkin. <laughs> So it, it, I I just don't like I don't believe that we have to have him on there because or <laughs> yeah Freudian slip uh, <laughs> theological Freudian slip um, I I just don't think we have to put that stipulation on there because in all honesty celebrity status really doesn't take off that much until the movies and then it really takes off when the small screen is invented in, in every home. Yeah. TV. So, but I, but I, I just like, I, I would have to say celebrity deaths and, you know, I just don't think you have to say the 20th century because I'm not going to be doing research about, you know, Caligula or, you know, somebody like that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Aphrodite and shit. You're right. Like, like who, who, no, uh, Aphrodite was a god. She lived for thousands of years, so she doesn't make the cut. According to whom? Uh, and Greek mythology. Uh, and then you have to argue the point of is their time the same as ours? Oh, Jesus. No, not Jesus. No, we already determined that it was 33 when he died. <laughs> so my point is, okay, Aphrodite was a god, great, but... The, God. Their their days aren't. You can't say that a god's days are the same oh, as the days. So, man. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just to really fuck with everyone. Yeah. So there was a third. One. There was a third. I'm still trying to football. think. Football. Oh, football movies. Football movies. I was actually thinking about that one last night as well as we were talking. You want to do another sports movie category? Yeah, I, I would have to say wait on the sports movie categories. Yeah. The only reason I say football movies is because the Super Bowl is tomorrow. So yeah, it's yeah. topical. Why don't we do top 10 Super Bowls? Super no. Bowl halftime shows? <laughs> <laughs> Janet Jackson. Janet, I was going to say Janet Jackson, number one. <laughs> she makes my top 10 list. That's interesting. Oops. Uh, Super Bowls would be good. Just top 10 Super Bowls? Or honestly, top 10 playoff games. Because playoff games are way better games than the Super mm. Bowl sometimes. There's more of them. Yeah. More more divisional games. Top 10 football injuries. Oh. Joe Theismann. Number one. Theismann. Joe Theismann, number one. The- Number was, one through ten, Joe Theismann. We, we were watching that game. I remember watching that. Ronnie yeah. Lott? Yeah. We cuts no, his own finger off. No. Lawrence Taylor. It was LT. It, 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 oh, Ronnie Lott cut it. Yeah. Because he's like barely hanging on. He's like, yeah, dude, yeah, just cut it, it off. Uh, what, what's his name from the Raiders breaking his own finger? That was Roman Roman Asky, Asky. But That was when he was a Bronco. Yeah. But he's still, I mean, he broke, broke his own finger. Still game. a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what makes him so funny to me. Break his femur. <laughs> but we were watching the when and LT. LT didn't hit him that hard. 
He just hit it just right. In yeah. the exact right spot. But. Because LT pops up and he's like, get the, like, you see him. He's like, get the train. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's the first one. I mean, and he's on the opposite team. He's, he's flagging him over from the other side. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he doesn't really hit him that hard. He hits him just right. But the, the thing is, is they keep re-showing it on TV and you can see the bone. And if you've ever played football, I know you have. Yeah. Um, those pants stretch so yep. much. And to see how far that bone is sticking and, out and that in bone, those pants. The, the, the bone, the, the tip of the bone is actually coming through the pants. It stretched it out that much, and it was coming through the pants. I mean, when they break, they're not exactly dull. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, if you have a compound fracture, which is when the bone actually exits the skin, that's a compound fracture. It's going through the skin, through a pad, through pants. Through muscles. came out the side. Yeah, through muscle. Through muscle. Through through skin. skin, Through stretchable pants. Through through spandex. Basically. (laughs) I mean. It was spandex. I mean, it. it, Yeah. It was was god awful. And they show it like two or three times before. They cut to commercial. They're like, we have to stop, Jim. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they, they, they just. I mean, they, they would go to commercial and they come back because, you know, they, they still didn't really have it all cleared up and they'd show it again. But, you, and you'd show but they, only, they only show it like two or three times and you're like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, cre- we're creeping out the norms. <laughs> the normies. Um, but it was bad. But even years later, you know, they're like, oh, the top 10 greatest hits of all time. And Joe Theismann always says, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> always Lawrence Taylor. So there's so much to do in football, you know, like so many things we could do with football, but in all honesty, I mean, a great top 10 game winning moments, game, like game winning kicks, game winning touchdowns, game winning plays. Yeah. I mean, you, so I mean, like you, you can do so the Heidi play it. or the Heidi game, you know, that one was, but then like we could kick that over to basketball, you know? Yeah, Reggie Miller scoring uh, what was it, uh, eight points in like thirteen seconds. Yeah, to That's... knock the Knicks out, like yeah, which is ridiculous. And back before he fixed his shot, and he had that fucked up like cross finger. <laughs> my, my, Michael Jordan coming out with a hundred and four degree temperature. Which time he did? It? He actually did it twice. Uh, the one where um, in the playoffs with Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they back, back the, where they poisoned him. Yeah, yeah. Where where. Uh, Oh, that's right. The pizza, right? The pizza yeah. guy poisoned him. Yeah. Oh, trying but, to keep him out of the game. But but uh, before that, he he actually had the flu, and he refused to go out because. Uh, and they asked the the guy that was writing the book, the Jordan Rules, and and he was talking about uh, how Jordan refused to come out because somewhere in the stands was somebody coming to the game for the first time, some husband kid. or father is bringing their kid to see the Bulls play so that he could have his Michael Jordan moment. Yeah. And he was who was he to deny that person but, in the stands? But, Michael Jordan but the one where they, they play Utah, I mean, he's basically half asking it. And, and he's still making points. He's half asking it. And then, still scores 32. And then somebody, I can't remember if it was Malone or somebody <clears throat> said something to him and mouthed off to him. And he's like, all right. I'm going to up my game and just lit them up with a 104 degree temperature. 
I mean, well, it's really funny to get like after that <clears throat> documentary came out on ESPN, how Jordan freely admits that he made up a bunch of that shit. Oh yeah, well, he, just yeah. to motivate himself. He, yeah, <laughs> um, they have that one. I I believe it's on Netflix. The the one. The Last where, Dance. Yeah. The Last Dance, the ten part series. Yeah. Um, it, he's sitting there. It, and he, he says that on there. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I would totally hear what I wanted to hear just to get myself going. Yeah. Just it, when, when you're that good and nobody can compete against you, you have to you start giving yourself little things to do to make it interesting for yourself. But but I mean, he, he would kind of made a joke. He's like, yeah, somebody could have come up and said hi to me. And I'd have been like, what? You don't think I could play well? What? What? <laughs> and just. <clears throat> just to get himself going. So it's really interesting if you go on YouTube and do like Jordan moments, there are basketball players, Alonzo Mourning, like all these guys that have played with Jordan over the years, where they will tell you like their most whatever Jordan moment. And it was, <clears throat> somebody was talking about how it was their first time in the league and one of the older guys convinced the rookie to freaking mouth off to Jordan and Jordan lit him up. <laughs> Said the guy, the guy was, it might've been Reggie Miller was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I come out in the first, in the first part of the game, first part of the game. And I've got 10 points. He's got two points. And I kind of made a snide remark towards Jordan. That was Miller because he does it on that, that, uh, that show, the, the last dance. And, and then he's like, and yeah. then I, He's like, and I finished with 10 points and Jordan finished with 34. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they, they got, on the last dance, they, they have, like, you know, Reggie Miller. They have uh, Carl Malone. Um, they interview everybody. Yeah. Um, what is it? Bird. Peyton. Magic. Yeah. Bird is another guy that was quietly so dominant in the league. Yeah. Like, that guy was so ridiculously good. Like a guy who doesn't even take off his warmups for the three point contest in the NBA All Star game. Ooh, top ten underrated athletes. Ooh, that'd be another good that'd one. That'd be another good one. But you can't just say underrated athletes. You have to pick a sport because it's too broad of a question. Like, yeah, I mean, because take it, the best of best of. Well, in in basketball, <clears throat> as Adam said, you got Larry Bird. In football. One of the Larry, Larry Bird, no, no, no. Larry Bird was quietly good. He wasn't. Everybody knew Larry Bird was fucking ridiculously good. You want an underrated player in basketball? Steve Kerr. Yeah. Shepard. <laughs> Steve Kerr. <clears throat> Steve Kerr was this guy that finished off his career with. At the time when he retired, he had the highest three-point percentage in league history. Yeah, but okay, with basketball, you got Steve Kerr, Bobby Wagner in football. He was so underrated as a middle linebacker. But you got no, he's not. Yes, you've seen his Madden rating for like the last four or five years. No, I don't think that. He is not underrated, man. People know that. Everybody knows he is good. Well. He doesn't get he doesn't get the accolades like him. Yeah, is what Sean said. Yeah, that's what you get for being in Seattle's media market. But I mean, yeah, when you're not a top ten media 
Yeah. I, I mean, what what was it that Joey said? You know, thirty. If he gets one hand on you, you got thirty three percent chance of breaking that of tackle. Breaking that tackle. He gets both hands on you. You're done. And, and he's got more single. He's you know, got more. What, he's what, got less missed tackles than he has years played in the league. Yeah, it, one one on one, he's got more years in the league than he's got missed tackles. It's crazy. He's got he's got what ten years in the league, and something, and only seven missed tackles. Solo missed tackles. Yeah. So it just it becomes such and, a broad question. And then. those and those there were only because he was going after the guy and one of his own players knocked him out, knocked him out of the way. I don't know. I, I like I like the celebrity deaths idea. That's the one I'm still kind of leaning towards. I think it's I think it's a little a little uh So the other stipulation we have to break put on. from the morbid? No, break from sports. Because not everybody yeah, yeah. sports. Um, the other thing with celebrity deaths is that they can't be a politician. Oh no assassinations. Well, like Kennedy. Well, the age of 35 eliminates all politicians. Anyway, so. Oh, right. You have to be 42 yeah. to be president. You have to be... No, it's 35. Minimum age is 42. 35. What? Look it up. What are you talking about 42? <clears throat> Minimum age is Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you can still be a politician before the age of 35. No, no, no. You can be... Oh, to run for presidency. Yeah, 35 for for president, 30 for senators, and 25 for the House. Hmm. Why aren't you running for the House? That's a good question. <laughs> the, the door's right there. Start running. Yeah. The whole four steps it takes to get from the garage to the House. <laughs> He'd have to slow down before he even got started. Right. Right. Don't want to knock this shit over. So, you guys are leaning towards celebrity deaths? Yeah. Yeah. A break from sports. Something that wouldn't have so many episodes. We could yeah. break that up into, like, what, two, two or three episodes? Two. Two. Do the bottom five and the top five. Yeah. Well, two or three. Because <clears throat> you have the intro. Well, no. It would literally be two episodes. Two episodes, because you do the intro, deciding on the list, who's the first one, and then come back and talk about the list on the second one. Yeah. So. Okay, so then what are the what are like the qualifications, and what are you got to be under thirty five? Right. No politicians. No politicians. No politicians. And. I mean, like, what separates a good pick from a bad pick? Um, you, you really can't separate that because... Well, I mean, ob- with, obviously 10's worse than 1. Well, yeah, but I mean... Okay, so maybe not a bad pick, but, like, what's, like, so, a... So what, what is going to be the deciding criteria, like... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to say, if we if we structure the show in the most shocking celebrity deaths under 35. Right, so unexpectedness. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that, like the holy shit that came out of nowhere. Like if we were doing this, Robin Williams. 
obviously he's over 35 when he when he committed suicide but it came out of nowhere or right. John Ritter having this heart Bill Paxton he went in for routine surgery and ended up dying never John, came out John Ritter well but anytime you go in for any surgery there's a risk of death John Ritter didn't have he had yeah, it's nothing like, it's like medical malpractice is like it's like top 10 leading causes of death. Yeah. yeah. But like John Ritter was literally like he just collapsed at home for no reason. And they didn't find out until they did his autopsy that he had a minor heart defect. And that's why he died. Ooh. And that the only way that they could have saved his life. Is if was, he was in the hospital when it happened. If he was in surgery for the actual heart problem. Oh, like, another, that would have been the only way they could have saved his life. Another good, good topic. Top ten most dangerous jobs. Being your brother, number one. <laughs> I mean, that one's so easy. Who dies the most at what job? No, you'd be surprised. Because there, it, there's, it, there's it, your it, list right there. It, Done. It, well, yeah. it, in the national. Uh, hole, I guess. They don't even have diving as far as, you know, commercial diving. They don't have it on their, their list. And my first year doing it, my first year doing diving, there were seven people that I knew that died my first year. Dinguses? No. No. Two guys that I knew they got ran out of air and they ended up dr- drowning in their own dive harness. That sucks. Because you're not actually, you're, you're suffocating. You're not drowning. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so they're, they're, who are the tender or whatever? The, the dive supervisor. Yeah. Um, Wh- whoever was supposed to be monitoring their airline coming down to them fell asleep at their job or whatever. And they ended up suffocating to death. Jesus. Um, 200 feet down or whatever. And then one of the guys that I knew, um, they inverted the map in a nuclear power plant and he went the wrong direction and got sucked through Oof. a tube. A turbine or whatever? No, it was a tube. It was a crossover tube. And he got sucked through. Yeah, so... It, but that doesn't even make the national national okay. list. It's an interesting topic because I think we would find a lot of dangerous jobs that we didn't really think about that, but I'm still leaning towards celebrity death. No, I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying that that's another one we could do later down the road. Yeah, when we're having a morbid Halloween. Um, Valentine's Day? <laughs> <laughs> I almost spit my teeth. <laughs> We could we could do holiday themed ones too. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, Friday the thirteenth, or or Valentine's Day. Halloween. I'm, I'm okay with that. Top ten drunkest beverages. Ooh. For St. Patrick's Day. Um. So <laughs> green beer. Go on YouTube and watch uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon had uh, Dana Carvey and Mike Myers on on like Thursday. Yeah. And Dana Carvey's just 
spouting off about like how he got Mike Myers to laugh while they were doing the Super Bowl commercial for uh, Wayne's World. Oh, okay. And one of the things he was talking about is like made up beverages from made up bar names. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> but so we've decided on celebrity deaths. Yeah, I think so. All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So so so, un- go, so unexpectedness. So we go from happy go lucky sports films to. More in, in, in inspiring sports. Okay, so so unexpectedness. Um, how they died, like the more gruesome or like the more, the more unfortunate the, 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 the more death. Su- no, more surprising. Um, yeah, not just unexpected. Not just unexpected, but I mean, because like James Dean dies. In a car crash. Yeah. And he wasn't even driving crazy or anything. Like he was driving a Porsche in the And somebody crossed the center line and fucking hit him. Um he was only doing like fifty miles an hour. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Everybody thought it was due to drugs. Nope. But it wasn't. When they did the when they did the autopsy, the only thing that they found in her system was over the counter cold medicine. For what she believed was freaking Tussin, pretty much. But she it, she believed that she had the flu, so she was taking over the counter drugs to combat the flu. Yeah, and she. But she still ended up dying because of pneumonia. Of pneumonia, due to what other people believe was her mom doing. Her mom poisoning her <clears throat> because her husband at the time. Died of the same exact thing four, four months, months later, later. <laughs> with no signs or symptoms up until he died. And then they're like, oh, well, it could be black mold. But he would have mom, had progressing. Her mom never once got sick. Lived in the same house. And he would have started showing signs and symptoms the same time Brittany Murphy did. Yep. And his would have right. gotten progressively worse. It didn't happen. He just died out of the blue too, and that is on Hulu. Uh, yep, uh, it, it was Brittany Murphy in ID uh, investigation. Investigation. Investigation discovery. discovery. Yeah, yeah, and that's on Hulu. Do you watch this with mom? No, she loves those shows. Man. I, I I just like watching. She watches the, them so much that it. Like it the first 48 and shit. Yeah. It ends up creeping out Noah when you. <laughs> Dude, I don't blame him. It well, is creepy. Well, I, I like watching like the the solved or unsolved. Well, and then know. so mom ends up. Tonight going, on Unsolved Mysteries. Mom starts thinking the worst is going to happen. Like, you're going to the grocery store? You can die. I'm going right down the fucking street. Like, I'm when's going the last the time bill? you died at the grocery store, right. lady? In in Snohomish, Washington, <laughs> but but I mean I I like those shows because you know I mean I, I like watching how they come you know they they, they get to their they let the evidence yes lead them itself. wherever it leads well not only that but it's like oh this guy had to do it oh no he he, he was clear oh this guy had to do 
No, he was good at it. <laughs> but I mean, I, and I, I didn't even go to school for film, and I know that. I, I just hey oh, I, I like how they. Uh, oh wait, no, doesn't he? Which is it? Does he have the thumb up in the in the, the finger guns? Buddy Jesus. Buddy, buddy Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> the buddy Jesus. But but we could do uh, top ten fictitious uh, companies in movies. Ooh. Nails um, for clerks. The cigarette brand. What's the What's the company in in the Terminator? Skynet. Skynet. Uh, that's not the Skynet is the is the program that was done by. Um, Goddamn, what's the name of the company? Can't think of it. But Sky, so, Skynet uh, is the story, name. Story with the disease, uh, like, like cyber something. Cyberdyne. 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 There you go. Oh, the the uh, break bad company and Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What else? Um. Oh, Blade Runner. What's the name of the company? Blade Runner. I should know this. I so, love that movie. So, like, Cyberdyne's probably going to be number one because it's the most, like, evil. No. <laughs> it, ru- it destroys the fucking world. Like. Umbrella Corp. Umbrella Corp? Um, Umbrella Corp from Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Umbrella Corp. That's a... <laughs> See, this is really Like, ooh. And mm. it doesn't even have to be... Uh, movies like I mean top ten fictitious you know companies could be TV could be radio because you know we all listen to our radio talkies I do <laughs> <laughs> I do but I drive a lot too so yeah yeah me too yeah I listen yeah but you're not turning you're not turning shows. in every week to you know see who the little, the, who little orphan Annie is chasing down. I mean, I, w- I wish the radio in my van worked well. I get Ooh. no signal in that thing. Well, just use. Do you have Pandora on your phone? He can't listen to it. Oh yeah, yeah. I you thought can. you didn't have earbuds in. No, no, you, you, no. You just you, you Bluetooth get, it to a speaker. Or, or you get like a, a male male connector and you plug it into the auxiliary port. Just download the episodes every morning. No, you, on do. on Pandora you can make yeah. your own playlist. We don't sponsor Pandora. We sponsor freaking Spotify. Yeah, jerk. That's where our podcasts are at. That's where the bread is buttered, sir. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are we on <laughs> Apple Podcasts now, too? Yeah, yeah. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. We're on a couple of other platforms as well. iHeartRadio. New. That was actually really is All we need is the link to the, the upload platform. And you just start a... Um, yeah, that's what I got. I got to start going because there are certain like individual. You just have to sign up on their platform and then I just link it. Haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things where you just need to. I have so much. It's not. It's yeah. That like all you have to do is give me the login for the stuff where it's at. I'll take care of it. Well, not not only that, but you know, when you're <laughs> working from home, you know, that's something like I have free time. Uh, I mean, you can. I don't have the forty-five minute commute that he does. Yeah. On a good day. I hate I hate it sometimes. <laughs> it must be nice to just be able to roll out of bed and sit down at work. <laughs> hey, my commute's terrible. I feel like the Jetsons here. <laughs> my two hour work day. Fold your whole life up into a briefcase and right. 
Jane, I'm home. I wish. Elroy, you're a little dink. You, you got a 45 minute commute? Somewhere. Traffic. Where did. Here to, here to Shoreline, yeah. Here to King County. Really? Because I'm going, I'm going with the traffic both ways, yep. no matter what. With the traffic in the morning and against, and with the traffic again at night. Morning Southern commute. Yeah, and I, I thought mine was bad. I had, I, I was doing an hour commute, but oh. that, that was, that was to uh, Federal Way. Oof. That's nothing. But I was taking the back roads, so. When, when I worked for a watch car out of college, when we were living in Linwood, on a good day, I had a 90-minute commute one way. Oh, God, that's right. Because it was down in the in the International District. Yep. I remember that. 505 Fifth Avenue. So, I had, you know, getting downtown. And God forbid, I got out of work even two minutes late because I would miss Slammed. the one bus. No, I would miss the one bus or I'd miss the train coming back. Oh, so you'd have to wait like another... I'd have to wait another 20 minutes, which would then put me in worse traffic, which would then turn my 90-minute commute into two, two hours. Hour. Yeah. Then we moved, what was it, 10 miles from Linwood to Edmonds? Yeah. And cut my commute down to 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, because you were right there at the train station. Yeah, right so there down the, the street from the I train station. I could take station. the train, and then when I switched shifts to first shift, the... Um, 5 a.m. shift, then I could catch the first bus going into downtown Seattle, which was only a 20-minute commute because there's no traffic. And then I'm catching either the last regular bus out of Seattle or the first commuter bus out of Seattle, just depending on how early I got down there. Yeah, well, which means that I'm either making two extra stops between Seattle and Edmonds, or I'm not making those extra stops because it's then an express. Yeah, what really sucked is <clears throat> it upped my commute because <laughs> I was going from Linwood to Muckleshoot for working at Boeing. And oh yeah, that's right. Then I had to go from Edmonds to Muckleshoot and have to fight the traffic going into Boeing. <laughs> yeah, Boeing traffic sucked too, man. Yeah. Well, not gonna suck anymore. <laughs> Boeing's a ghost town now. Yeah. Dude, I make deliveries there like once, twice, three times a week. Dude. Nothing ghost town i remember going with your mom when to like pick up your grandma and stuff when we were in high school because she was borrowing your grandma's car or whatever and you always had to we always had to go out to the like sea lot that's behind boeing that they had a fucking tram system underground to get to mm-hmm. and even that lot was completely packed which is why cindy stopped driving and we just had to have her drive she said her mom driver <clears throat> i remember going out there a couple times and picking her up this is crazy. But is there any way to get on Pandora? I'm sure there is. Uh, uh, yeah, we yeah, we could probably create our own channel or however yeah, that works. That, that way we can get on pretty much all the big ones. That yeah, no. Plus, his time is limited. Mine's not. He just has to give me the information. So Yeah, just give you the password. And then like, teach me to do the editing for it too or the converting and uploading, whatever. There's nothing to it. There, I, I, I do not edit these. <laughs> I don't. Did, have we? Did we find somebody to do the intro for us? Um, working on that. They work too. They're back to work now. So mm. even just as just as few free times as I have. Yeah, it's understandable. 
So keep an eye out for our next. Are we going to do next week for this? Or are we gonna no, do I'd have to say the week after. That two way, weeks out. That we way we can do a little research. Do a little research. So That'd be cool. Two weeks out. Two weeks out. Celebrity deaths before the age of 35. Oh, yeah. Surprise, uh, most unexpected celebrity deaths before the age of 35. I mean, like. Yeah, they've got to be. Like, nobody's really surprised that Amy Winehouse died. They're more surprised she lasted as long as she did. <laughs> Let's be fair. Who's the the punk rock guy and his girlfriend? Uh, Sid Vicious. Nobody's surprised Sid Vicious died. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Everybody's surprised Motley Crue lived. <laughs> Not just one, but all of all them. of them. Oh. Stevie Ray Vaughan dies, and we can't get we can't get John Bon Jovi to the helicopter. There's a hairdresser up there. Yeah, get in there. Uh, you know, one that surprised me was Chris Cornell. He wasn't. He, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't make the cut because he was over thirty-five. But I mean, that's the that's one word. I don't know when you when you figure out like all the things that happened to him when he was a kid. Starts making a little no, bit more he, sense. He didn't, he didn't commit suicide. Chris Cornell? Yeah. He did. He he died. I'm of, almost positive he committed suicide, and it was really yeah. close to the anniversary of somebody else that had committed suicide. Chester no, Bennington. he didn't. Huh? Chester Bennington. Yeah. That I mean, that's that's the thing where a lot of like B.J. Shea talks about it whenever the suicide prevention stuff comes up, but. Like getting out there and talking about it, especially when it comes close to an anniversary or somebody you knew that died or committed suicide, because it starts that pattern of thinking. Well, his his wife is saying that he didn't commit suicide. It was like like a prescription or whatever that they didn't do correctly. Oh. Mm. Or or medication that he was on. Um was affected by another medication or something like oh, that. Oh, they don't do drug interactions very well. Yeah. Uh, one that surprised... Cornell? Well, that's what it's saying here. Like Chris Cornell hung himself? The cause of death was hanging. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. he was... Oh. Yeah, well... <clears throat> one that surprised me was... Uh, um, Kurt Cobain. Dude. Yeah. I mean... Courtney did it. Or uh, who's who are those the singers that died in in the plane crash? Oh yeah, Big Buddy, Buddy Holly, 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 Big, Big Bopper, Richie, Richie Valens. Richie Valens was probably he was seventeen. Yeah, seventeen or eighteen years old when he died. Like that one's like, oh my god. Oh, I, I mean, there was people all over the country. Leonard Skinner. Yeah, man. Skinner, I think they were all in their late twenties. Um. It, the, the okay, there's a story behind the Leonard Skinner one. So they released an album that had flames on the album, and every person that the flame touched died in the plane wreck, and every person that the flame didn't touch lived. Okay, Doctor Sam Beckett, this isn't the fucking evil evil leap record. No, I'm just saying. It's, I'm just saying it's a it's kind of strange how it works out like that. You know? Well, I mean, you've had they've had this long to look into the shit, so they're gonna find stuff like that for you. I I just think it's you know kind of 
strange. It's interesting. Yeah. And I didn't say it was like... But I mean, people ooh, find Jesus on toast all the time. So, right. I mean, yeah. you're going to find the devil on a CD album every once in a while. <laughs> What's that, little Nicky? No, the Ozman is straightforward about it. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, who who is it that when they play the record backwards? Is that uh Dude Boston Rocks or like no, whatever? It's not, uh, <laughs> like God, it's, who is it? It's um Fleet, was it Fleetwood Mac? No. It, it was it was a band like Fleetwood Mac. No, it's uh shit, who is it? It's like not Sonny and Cher, um Hold on. God, it's going to drive me nuts. Was it Simon and Garfunkel? No. Because it's somebody like that. Chicago. Chicago. That was <laughs> yeah. Chicago, Chicago kicks ass. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it has that weird Okay. That's one. So last week when we were talking about top ten football moves, I can't believe none of us picked up on the water boy. <laughs> I know the water boy. All right, um, y'all, uh, y'all ready to wrap this thing up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. See you all again in two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Till then. Bye bye. See ya.